Last time Scott was on, we had a four-hour conversation about sheets. <laughs> the the location. Yeah. yeah. Sheets. Yeah. Sheets is, sheets is, is great. Is terrible. Wawa is better. Wawa is better. Yeah. I love Wawa. <laughs> This is the 3D Cast, the premier vaporwave podcast and your guide to vaporwave music, the vaporwave scene, and nothing else. <laughs> All right, here we go. Ready? No. All right. Hang on. <sighs> Let me ask you a rhetorical question. Are you ready? Are we ready? <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Welcome back. Right. Oh, let's get everybody cough. Let's get all the coughs out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Glitched <laughs> <laughs> out. Sound like a car horn. <laughs> Welcome to... Th- <laughs> Welcome to th- 3D Cast. I'm your host, 3D Blast. This is the premiere... Especially in this day and age, when there's no other podcasts around, it's still just us. Yeah, not even this one sometimes. <laughs> we, spent all our time, we spent all our time in between podcasts just destroying other podcasts. Other podcasts, yeah. yes. Sneak in there. And Private suite? How about public suite? Whoa! Get the oh. fuck out of here. Oh, no. Indie? More like, uh, dependent. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Well, because his name's Indy. Like, independent. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, like, Indy is in, like, oh, that dude's Indy. Yeah. He's dependent. Indy is short for independent. Or Indiana. Yeah. Oh my god, you're See, right. Like, you're fucking right. right. I'm a fucking idiot. Oh. Slow burn. <laughs> well, on the show today, let's go down the list. Uh, we got Mr. Business Casual himself. Christ! We have Mr. Business Casual 2 in Carta 95. Hello. Mrs. Business Casual Icy Icy. Hello. Uh, we'll skip Dan Mason. <laughs> hey! <laughs> I want to be part of it. My mom says you have to include me. Mm. She didn't say that. He just introduced her. <laughs> <laughs> we have, uh, before we get to our, I guess, guest, but we have Colin, <laughs> just by name, the Wizard of Loneliness. <laughs> no be by name. No relation to this cash. No, yeah. The son of business casual, wizard. wizard. And, um, Newcomer, but not really. Uh, the legendary Scott of Atlantis Recordings. The old hey, school. Yes. Back hey, once hey. again. You were on yeah. this show long time ago. Back when it was like an interview show. Yeah, like 2015 or something like something that. Something crazy. Well, I'll be back. Just in case, okay. just in case anybody thought uh, the show wasn't cool. It's been around and we had cool people on. Now it's just a round table of us dorks doing the same old jokes. Yeah, that's all it's ever been, man. 
<laughs> it's, it's very true. <laughs> the show's always been a cacophony of nonsense. I believe, like I said earlier off air, I believe our f- episode was four hours long, and we talked about the gas station sheets for like a majority of it. Yes, I think you. So you were you were the longest episode. I believe the SoundCloud link was called Smonk Donkey. If I remember. Correctly. <laughs> that was a different era. <laughs> yes, it was. Back when I would interview people and I'd ask questions and they'd answer me, I'd go, oh, "Okay," and because I didn't, I didn't know who they were. <laughs> you were having me on for that type of thing. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd laugh like that. Oh, the good old days. You don't laugh anymore, though. No, I don't laugh anymore. Yeah, Favorite 3D cast memory. Hmm. <laughs> wasn't wasn't there one time, Randy? We talked about. Uh, I th- I think we talked about small cooking for a, like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah remember remember that. Dan? It was like the tiny cooking. Yeah, I believe Fancy Deluxe brought that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's that reminds me of tiny cooking. Well, we're back. Here we yeah. are. This is the most for, like last time we did an episode was end of the year 2019 and before that was january 2019 Whoa. so now <laughs> this is the like the closest and we're trying to do this you know a little bit more now we're trying to you know get back at it as you would say it's the year for it it's the year for sure there's so much going on i couldn't what it was i was an idiot not to do it in 2019 we still have to talk know, about. Right? <laughs> Let's talk about Electronicon again. Everything's <laughs> this year, and I'm just hanging out on the side. Yeah, that's, even talk to anybody. that's why it's so fun to have you on because we're going to talk about the scene, which is you know our favorite part, and it's it's interesting to have somebody who's literally built it. Uh huh. <laughs> but first, before we get to our topics, I believe Mr. Wizard of Loneliness has a very special segment for us. Oh, yes. Called, take it away. All right, it's time for goodbye or goodbye, which is <laughs> the best segment. The segment needing no explanation. <laughs> uh, except I'll do it right here. We are looking at new merchandise uh, for vaporwave albums and seeing whether they are a goodbye, as in yes, buy that, <laughs> or. A goodbye, as in sayonara. Don't buy that. Um, it works better in I will, text. I will, not, <laughs> I will not say it during the actual parts, though. So it's up for your interpretation. Based oh no, that you've changed. Mm, you'll have to see based on my tone. <laughs> this album. Ugh, it's up <laughs> to you to Starting with, well, it's up to you whether you decide. The first album I wanted to talk about. Um, this came out a little while ago, but there's two variants that are up now. Uh, this is Cat System Corp's uh, mm. Sunday Television album, which has uh, it came out a while ago. I think maybe like a couple months ago. But now there's two different variants. There's a Sunny Day version and a Scattered Showers version. Mm. Is there a Sunny Delight version? Very- no, so I guess that already solves it for you. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. You could say okay. goodbye for all these, and it wouldn't. It would be correct. It works. I could just say a neutral tone like, hmm, goodbye. <laughs> and you decide. All right. Well, this isn't your segment, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's not, That's not Take it away. Work. What do you think about right. the album? All right. Well, I'm going to just talk about, first of all, um, this time I actually did do a little bit of different stuff for this. I, I bought 
all of these. So oh, that's fun. Based on so my recommendation. So the answer yeah. is okay, but there is some there's some good buys in here, and there's some good buys. <laughs> but now they come from a point of reference. I visited. Let's see what. Um. All right. So anyway, that the main thing I want to talk about this for this one. It's it's thirty six bucks shipped. I think. Um. Take that as you will. Um, <laughs> I will. I will. Hey, it's your segment. And um, you probably have heard this already. Uh, the the just basic summary of it. It's like '80s library music with some ads and some Weather Channel stuff. Uh, mostly just atmospheric music. Uh, pun intended. There, Weather Channel. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> bottom line. Uh, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> On to the next one. <laughs> this is the best one yet. Here's my thought on that. Is it 30 from his camp camp? Or because they have these second prints on needle juice. For like I think there's two different ways to buy it, but whatever. I bought it for 36 right? See, anyway. I actually bought one of the first prints of that back in like november i think the pre-order mm -hmm. was yeah and so i got like the half orange half blue one yep just that's the one that came blue. out earlier well that one sold out and i didn't get it so, <laughs> so goodbye the thing is, is this, <laughs> this is a shorter <laughs> version of what was the b-side of his new z11 tape mm. Ooh. like it's missing like certain tracks especially like the first like three tracks which i think really like Built up that side of that tape. Mm. Well, it sounded more like a goodbye than a goodbye now. <laughs> well, it's it's great. You know, I got it. I just got it in the mail the other day. But um, but yeah, it, it did it did it did exist on the News at Eleven tape as the B side way back. Mm -hmm. Wow. I think also just to wrap that one up, there's somebody else. I don't know what their name is, but they basically in in the vaporwave scene, their entire catalog is just weather music. Yeah, and I it, think you should listen to that if you're like, I don't know if I want to spend that money. Just listen to that guy's discography, and he usually puts stuff on sale for. So not only do you not know if it's a good or bad purchase, but now you don't even know who the hell we're talking about. No, I'm talking about somebody, <laughs> somebody else. Like it's like, should you buy this album? Who knows? Should you listen to this random guy? I don't know. Don't know his name. Couldn't tell you. Do you know, Colin? All right, I know. It's all the next one. All right, yeah, that's it. That's it. Alternate skies. They yeah, like... he puts out tapes for everything, mm -hmm. and they're yeah. always just like 15, 20 minute long straight weather channel music. Yeah, I think I got one for like five bucks shipped during right. a sale. Anyway, next next album. This one's not out till February seventh. It's by Ahero. I think that's how you pronounce it. A hero. A hero. Yeah. yeah. A hero. Mr. Sam. Called Spirit. Oh yeah. It's cost uh, thirteen bucks shipped. Um, that's on Faceway Records. Uh, Which is also uh, his label, I believe. He runs that. I think so. Anyway, I think this one... It, you probably have seen his album Flux. That was his first full-length Ultima one. Flux? Um, yeah, yeah. And I think this one delivers on a lot of the promises that that one sort of sets, like with the instrumentation and the actual performance of it. So the production, I think, is a lot better. Um, plus, I think there's a little more variety on this album. So... I think it warrants a goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye, yeah. All right.
Next up, we're going through these pretty quick because I have a few of them. Uh, next up is, I think, John's on here. There's a couple biz cash ones. Uh oh. Let's see. Goodbye. And they're all goodbyes, goodbyes if you know well, what I mean. They'll all be goodbyes. Hey, I swear, <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, the first one, and I want to just start with just a, a disclaimer on all of these. These are all my personal preference on all of these. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I definitely have a different taste than everybody. So yeah. I'll, I'll give that, that caveat up front. So the first is, I think this just came out, was it yesterday? Pop up. Um, the collection. Uh, this is the BizBox, right? You can correct me on that, right? Yeah, it, it is the BizBox. Okay, so that one is. You could also correct me on this. I think for me, it's thirty shipped, so twenty-six plus shipping. It comes with three tapes, and there are two that were unreleased on tape up till now, right? And and one brand new one, yes, correct. <laughs> and That's one brand new one. Uh, the new one is called Smooth, I think. <clears throat> yes. All right. Um, That's that's a very good deal. I think everyone should buy it right now from Biz Casual. Yeah, we, we, oh, well, hold on. I, there, may, there may not be many left by the time, by the time this goes up. Yeah, you're so right. Good buy. There's six left right now. That's so, a good buy, okay. then. Sold out. All right. Well, leave it at that. It's a good buy. It's a lot of <laughs> a lot of music. I, I tried listening to the entire album. It was, it was a good listen. And then I was like, oh, we're on in a couple minutes. And so I couldn't finish it. <laughs> the, if, uh, just this, this. It's a good buy. The sound, just buy. if you want it, to... It's, oh, it's good stuff. It, it's good. Um, I'm trying to describe what? what it is. It's like, no, I'm just saying, what's this? What's the sound of it? It's kind of like house. It's like vapor house almost. Like, uh, think think like Daft Punk, <laughs> but like... Here, here, this might be a hot take, but maybe Future Funk? Yeah, I was I don't know if it's future funk. I think Papa? it's just house. I would John, wouldn't you say it's more just like electronic house? I, I it definitely it definitely doesn't pull the same Pop doesn't use the same sort of dimensions that a lot of future funk artists go for, especially with the sort of visuals. Um yeah. right. so Good. But then again, there's other artists that do also have the same sort of visuals. Pop up does that consider themselves future funk. I think pop up Pretty much at the moment, considers himself future funk, but at the same time, he definitely has his own spin on it. Yeah, I think future funk is putting it a little more like uh, underselling how much of the work I, he's well, doing. Exactly, exactly. That, that, and that's what I mean by he puts his own spin on it. He's like, yeah, he's got, he's got, kids got a lot of talent. Yeah, well, we talked about that one enough. Yes. Goodbye. <laughs> um, also, uh, Biz Cash. Yeah. This one, I'll make it pretty clear uh this one i was really excited i haven't i just ordered it today but um it's high renaissance at the modern art museum by is it vanitas or vanitas i'm not quite sure i think i think the second one is close to what i, I i've been saying vanitas it's vanitas okay yeah in mars that's what All I was right. wondering well, there's too only, there's only one of those left so i'll just make well, it simple it's, it's so I, it, what i bought one today you better have mine I, 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 it sold out today. Okay, well, I got you your order. Bought the last one, man. Okay. Mm, okay. I was just about to pick it up. Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. The next right one. Though. Next one. You're gonna have to infer a little bit. This is by uh, Vapor Plaid. It's called Love Your Mind. It's on Neon City Records. Uh, it's 18 bucks shipped, and it has very like deep grooves in terms of like. It's almost like chill wave, almost. 
Mm. Um, this is going to probably give it away. I really hate paying 18 bucks for one tape. Hmm. So, so I'm just going to say that's a good buy as in like, uh, <laughs> wait it's for somebody to resell it on I, BCC. I really want to get the, uh, <laughs> I really want to get the Vantage Summer Vibing tape because, you know, I put out the original one back in the day and it's fucking 20 bucks shipped. I'm like, I'm, I don't want to fucking pay 20 bucks. More for like, that. more like, hey, you know what? More like 20 bucks shit. Woo! Ooh, hot take, hot take. Hell yeah. Even a hot take. I even wrote in my notes, personal gripe section. <laughs> Speaking of what you were just talking about, I really hate when uh, an album comes out digitally and you're, you know, expect it says physical release coming soon. And then it's like three years later and then the it costs full price, like more than on some label that is in Japan. That's that really I hate that. Completely unrelated. Yeah, um, that's like I, uh, I, I've got I've got I've got to think against Neon City Records. They can do whatever the fuck they want. They are doing great, it seems. But at uh, the same with time, their money, yeah, it's fucking expensive for us yeah. over here. And I'm like, I think, oh. I think we can all agree it's very clearly a good buy. It's a good buy. Um, <laughs> that's like uh, I saw a tweet. I saw a tweet the other day that Eyeliner put up. And he's like, you know, it's the buy now tape. And he's like, you know, I think it was like a, like a meme or whatever. It was like, you know, when you don't get paid for the, the tape by the label, you know, and then he, he goes on, on Discogs and seeing like what it's going for. Mm-hmm. And it kind of like kills you inside, right? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, you know, the tape's just going like crazy, right? <clears throat> All right, just well. a couple more. Um, this next one is Socks by Soul Story 7. You can actually get this on Amazon. It's 22 bucks. But you can buy a tape on Amazon? Uh, great textures, multiple different colorways. Personally, I picked the light blue variant. Uh, deep, warm, but also airy in places. Great to take with you on a hike. Uh, there's also good news. Great. Seemingly no limited edition on these. Um, also, I just want to reiterate: these are socks. These are actually socks. Goodbye. I like them. I like them a lot. Well, Next, so you were uh, just going through things you've bought. Uh, I mean, they're good. <laughs> if people want to buy socks. I think this is a good place to tell them. All right. <laughs> All right. They're good. They're good socks. I'm wearing them right now. Um, <laughs> I wish I had bought more socks instead of that one album. Um, <laughs> next one, the next album. This is actually an album. Pewter Poly, P E D. Oh, the Pewter. Let's Player. Uh, I don't know. That's PewDiePie. P P U D E R P O L L I. It's on Escape Scout Sounds. Uh, the title of the album is something in Japanese. I don't know. Um, but hmm. it's ten bucks shipped for some like, I don't know mid-tier mall soft ambience uh but i mean 10 bucks shipped i think that's enough to say it's a good buy uh mm-hmm. and 10 bucks shipped isn't bad yeah that's i mean that's what i thought it's it's considering it's, it's double the length of some other albums that are twice as much shipped i think it's a good buy uh and last one this is an older one but i just saw that they still have some left this is sang sangum Departure. Mm-hmm. The vinyl is 23 ship. That's also an Escape Sounds. Uh, that one's really good. It's ambient, kind of like almost like a stripped down Birth of a New Day, less going on, less busy. Uh, and it, it it's a it's good background music. I think that one's a good buy. And great to take on a hike. Thing, 
great to take on a hike. Aryan place is very warm. <laughs> I was so confused. Uh, <laughs> and the last one, this is just sort of an oddball goodbye. Uh, this could be a goodbye for you. Could be a goodbye for you. <laughs> um, there's a label called Mind Sailor Records, and they sell these mp3 cards um recently i guess in the last couple months uh so it's like a it's i don't know why it's called an mp3 card i think because it's a shape of a card but they're really cds they only work in uh tray laid tray loading uh cd players though wow. anyway um the, like the, the two ones? i'd recommend yeah they're the cutout shaped ones it reminds me i remember back in the 90s there was a michael jordan trading card that you could that you could put in a cd player play. right it's yeah. like that. Yeah, that's what I, I wrote down that it's it's great for, you know, weird people that want to buy a bunch of, you know, a new variant of uh, physical format. They're each only five bucks if you want. They have copies of all of them since I don't think they're really taking off yet. Right. Uh, so if you want to buy, I don't know, 10 different albums for 50 bucks, that's I think that'd be a good buy. Okay. Uh, you're a weirdo who listens to CDs in a tray loading cd player nowadays <laughs> who's doing that but i guess that would be for you well anyway. hey uh, you, you gotta remember uh, uh hip clips to come back are they are they that's well, an they, well those are those are a good buy yeah, yeah. I, have a, I have a hit clip recorder yeah. oh you got the yahoo one yeah i got the yahoo one i'm trying to reverse engineer the hit clip at work because i work at electronics manufacturing please Mm-hmm. So I brought like, we have we have the schematics and stuff and I don't know mm-hmm. see if I could like try and make my own hit clips to record onto. It can happen. Yeah. Also, and like it's and a lot of people are buying like even like look at uh, Pacific Plaza they're selling quite a bit of the uh, the mini going back to the tray loading discs they're selling yeah. quite a bit of the mini CDs still. Mm. People buy and the Little Caesars is delivering things. again. Oh, hey, Little that's Caesars. Great. Hey, that's a good buy. <laughs> that's really? a good buy. Yeah. Get yourself a hot and ready. Um, Which brings us to our sponsor. No, I'm just <laughs> Super Bowl Sunday. Mm. You guys seen those, like, Sunday, guys? 8-track um, tapes that Omni One makes? Yeah, yeah, I have. Those are awesome. I mean, I don't know how you're going to play them, but the idea of having it is fantastic. I, I have two 8-track recorders beside me right now, and I, I don't know. It's I tried recording onto, like, old country, like Conway Twitty, tracks and stuff and like the quality is just not can you record over it you can yeah and it mixes or it oh mix? yeah yeah it, you can record over it sounds all right but the thing is a lot of the eight tracks that i have they're, they're so brittle like right. the tape the tape itself is getting kind of wonky now right um but I, i'm sure that you can get like new eight track like you know like new old stock right type deal from somewhere but i think it's gonna be somewhere very cool, guys. Goodbye, goodbye. Thank you, mm. Wiz. Goodbye. Is that it? You, We're all done with that yes. segment. Thank with God. That That's goodbye. the whole cast. That's the whole Ken. Bye, <laughs> you guys. We'll see you next week. Hey, I spent money on them. I wanted to talk about them. That's all good. I like that segment. I love it. Thank you so much. You can leave the call. No, right, everybody. Just... Everyone else, hang up. <laughs> but we have so much to talk about. So much to be angry about. So many 3D Blast moments to hear. Um, so angry. We're talking about the scene and how the music and the sound has changed over the years. Because recently there's been seemingly an explosion or maybe a tainting 
of vocals <laughs> in vaporwave. Hey, what are you trying to say here, buddy? Somebody I know all of a sudden started pioneering or or promoting this vocal vaporwave thing. We've done an episode on vaporwave too, but this is the future. This uh, is exactly what I was thinking. Having Dan on this, like. Wasn't he the one that did this first? He was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it was back a little further, further than that. That's the earliest I can think of being like, if that was even you singing, like, holy shit, this guy's singing on this. Like, like hell, hell, you go back to fucking Whitewoods, you know, back in like 2011. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Great, great, great. It could be considered as like chill wave, that sort of era, just yeah. before Vaporwave. But I still, I still consider in that same sort of realm. Of the, the thing is, obviously, if that's the case. Then we're just kind of like recognizing again that it all exactly. Came. So Mr. Mason here didn't necessarily start vocals and music because obviously we had like a, a spree going on. We've had like yeah, I started that yeah, but first, first, first yeah. but he uh, has somehow gotten everybody together to, and and to say like hey. We should. There's a world where if you want more, you don't have to keep uh, either like recycling samples or copying the old way. You can move on, or not necessarily move on, but move with. Uh, you can forward. S- forward. Well, that moves move on. Same thing. You fucking. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like let's just say there's a lot of releases coming out right now. Exactly. Break beats and vocals. Right. What I mean? What I'm thinking is, do you do you think maybe like clearly this all did start with like the H pop and chill wave stuff? Do you oh, think yeah. there was a point where you know we just completely explored the middle ground of that for like the past ten years, <laughs> and then we just realized like go back to like oh we can make this into our own thing again? I I weirdly so, think with the recent like, blow up, realize chill wave was what chill wave was. I think I was actually just listening to Whitewoods yesterday. They have newer stuff out, and there was a point where like they were kind of crossing over into vaporwave. But now, if you listen to those chill wave artists, they're more shifting back towards like indie kind of sound, like more just you know, yeah, type music, yeah, like so, Vampire Weekend type of. Music. Yeah, so it's, it's <laughs> kind of like they, they came, left sort of a mark. God, that's not the way I want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. They, hated, they devastated us. They destroyed us. But, uh, but I think then they shifted back away, but then there's sort of, you know, parts of that were taken and now more like, you know, Dan Mason stuff is more, I mean, he can Informed. describe it more. It's more informed by that, but it's much more its own thing. I think that's the, way. Like, like thinking back to like 2009, 2010, like, I think that was an effort to create that sound, but also within the, like, parameters of the day. So it was like, oh, I made this weird funked up disco track and turned it into this loop, and I'm going to sing over it in the style that we're already doing stuff in. And then we all, like, kind of took that and we're like, let's just take that one part of it that we like and make it something. Right. And then that happened for all these years, and, and now it's like, that idea is coming up all over again, not like, oh, I want to sound like Neon Indian or something like that, mm-hmm. but more like, I, you know what I mean? Like, it's that same idea of like, I'm going to make this into my own type of song, but using that 
mentality that was explored exhaustively to the point where we have an entire, you know, label that's nothing but weather channel music. Right. And I think the tone or like the weird, like almost like a haunting in the air. People are like, is this what I have to do? Also, for some reason, people think uh, people want to be like, they see the success now. I guess they see Electronicon, they see 100%. They see, yeah. you know, like these like almost like pop stars in a weird. They yeah. see like so what, what-, what Skylar Spence has become where they're like kind of. Yeah, they're kind of pop starry with like their own aesthetic and their like personalities, and you know they Twitch stream and they copy me and they take my memes. But yeah. um, <laughs> always copying you. I'm glad someone. <laughs> um, I wanted to talk about this because I tweeted about that, and that was what I was. Oh, right, really I totally that, forgot. But, this is exactly yeah. why we're doing this episode. Yeah, is because of your tweet. There was a lot of takes on this, um, but what I was kind of thinking when I first started, you know, commenting on this, I guess this was a month or so ago is the crossover appeal that vocal vaporwave has it's it has more of an identity you know not an identity an ego with it when you are singing in a song you are part of the product you know and i think that a lot of people i think it's exactly like what you said randy that when people see someone performing and they're in that performance and like you know for example dan mason at at econ one there's a much there's a very tangible human element to it, which whether makes you, you want to vomit, makes <laughs> you want to puke your guts out. <laughs> no, um, it 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 is easier to package, I guess, right. uh, for somebody that's getting into. I want to go to a show, and if it's going to be vaporwave, that's much easier for them to, uh, you know, go through the mental gymnastics of what am I actually watching um, yeah, than sure. seeing somebody do. You know, just uh, you know, sample-based stuff where they're queuing up stuff and and you know, pressing stuff on their controller. So I think it's just there's a huge crossover appeal for people that don't really know vaporwave. I think it's easier for them to get into it. Yeah, a lot of people I, want that for their music. I I would like to chime in on this one. Here. No, I, no. What do, what would you possibly have to no, offer? No, idiot. I've had a lot of people. <laughs> have come and, and messaged me and say that, you know, like my singing with hypnagogia and stuff like that, it, they, they listened to that and they didn't realize that vaporwave could do this. And it says, because of that, they've gotten into other like classic vaporwave people just through this. And that was something that I've always wanted to be was to kind of be like that stepping point for people to come into vaporwave. Hey, this is what vaporwave can be. And then you, you see that you're like, Oh, that's great. And then you want to dig deeper, and then you get into like all the other people, all the actual yeah. like classic style vaporwave people, and you learn your roots and stuff like that. You know, yeah, Dan, Dan Mason, Mason the, the old town, he's the old town road of vaporwave. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's you know what's funny too is like I've been following vaporwave since what 2015, and the thing I like vaporwave got very much pigeonholed into well it's slow down jazz or you know what i mean mm-hmm. and then when this starts happening when people are you know it's like a younger generation coming up listening to it the the uh fan base starts to widen and like i can think of artists that are back in the vaporwave scene now that back you know a few right. years ago wouldn't even touch it we were talking about that you know too. they they got into vaporwave then they wouldn't touch vaporwave with a 10-foot pole and now like the scene has widened up and it's like there's a lot of artists that have come back into it mm-hmm, totally you but- know what i mean 
that's something that I was thinking about coming into today was like, I've been kind of on the periphery for the first time in years for the past like two years. That's right. That's right. Yeah. It's, it's like everything I see, like if I do turn on like a popular, like a top 40 station or go to a party or something, this like radio music is playing. And I'm like, this is vaporwave. Because you remember how, yeah. like, the day, like, you see, like, a mall and you'd be like, oh, that's vaporwave. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you see these signifiers. It's in everything. Like, it's... it's, and I think it speaks so much to, like, the fact that that was almost like, I hate to use the word, but like the zeitgeist of our emerging adulthood, if you will. You know what I mean? Like, as we were growing up, like, that's what we did. And so many people did that. And so often I'll think back to how, you know, growing up, I listened to punk music, but I didn't listen to like the current punk, punk music. I would listen to like the 70s and 80s, like UK stuff and that. And it like these were just guys that like worked at the mill and, and were just drunk and had a band. You know what I mean? But now they're like these these gods, you know, and and it was like they didn't care about what was going on and they didn't plan for it to become something but it informed and inspired the generation itself and so now like i live right next to penn state campus now so it's like the biggest college in my state and i walk around and like everything's really vaporwave and it's funny to me because you know in my mind i'm just like you guys don't know do you you know what i mean and i think it's just like infiltrated itself into culture in such a way where like you listen to the new single on the radio and it's a vaporwave track with whoever the new you know 20 year old songstress on the radio is well, it was so weird hearing send me a song songstress <laughs> being getting into vaporwave in like you know 2014 15 and then bruno mars making an album that is you know, just New Jack Swing, his his twenty four karat oh, magic yeah. album, where it's just like magic. I love that album. It's a great album, and it's kind of like it's these awesome. sounds were just stuff that we used to play with, like, and now it's back again. And it's just kind of weird how that almost I as if it knows that this is back. To try to challenge that back in like what was it twenty eleven twenty twelve on my record post radio, I had a song called Bell Biv DeVoe Poison. And what that song was, was me literally recording with my phone, me playing a cassette tape of Belle Biv DeVoe's Poison. Mm. It. <laughs> and I put that entire track, unedited, on the album. And that was like, just almost that indictment of it. It's like, I can get away with this. You know what I mean? I want yes. you to hear this. I've been listening to this song in my van for the past, like, you know, month. Like, this is the song where me and my friends are all hanging out and listening to and joking about and having fun with and i'm not going to try to sample it and i'm not going to try to cut it up and make it into some you know loop track i'm going to just play you the song that inspired this feeling mm -hmm. and, and so, I, sorry to, sorry to cut you off no you're good but i think like along with that uh what i thought of vaporwave you know when i first got into it to what i think now the de i think the definition has changed for me more so now than ever vaporwave is kind of whatever you want to do whether it's you know chill wave or hip like you know like the like lo-fi hip-hop or future funk to me it's like all kind of under that umbrella you know what i mean oh i agree like and vaporwave now is whatever you want it to be the concept it's 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 like 
you know, things are so separated now and like everyone can define every little inch of everything because that's just like where we are in culture and human life in general. Like we can define every little thing. But I think in many ways, like the concept of Vaporwave is very much like the 2010s example of pop art or modern or data or whatever, like the new cutting edge, I'm going to challenge what came before me. Yeah. And like, I'm almost 40 years old, so I've seen stuff be recycled, like genres and stuff like that, like quite a bit. And one thing I, one thing I really like is all the live shows that are going on right now in Vaporwave. That's like it's, it, it seems like every weekend there's just like shots of like, you know, people just going crazy, like dancing to Future Funk or whatever. You know what I mean? There's just all these shows that are popping up. And I, I think Econ just started that off big time, you know, obviously. When I saw St. Pepsi play in Philadelphia like two years ago, I never had more fun at the show. Yeah. <laughs> Same, yeah, 100%. Just, and that's Dynamic Electronica. What's that? <laughs> I said the same 100%. And he said Electronica. And then, oh, yeah. blah, blah. I could imagine what that show was like. like no, but I, I saw St. Pepsi. Uh, or he was Skyler Spence at the time, two years ago. And the same thing where I was just like, holy fuck. <laughs> like, yeah, I never had so much fun. And I've been going to shows my whole life, you know? like, And, and after a while, you just sit there and bob your head. And you acknowledge your friends that are on stage. And that's, mm-hmm. that's you know, what it becomes. But Subtle name this- drop. My friends. He rescinds that comment. You know, that's, I, that's how I would be. I often like say to my girlfriend, like if I have. Oh, friends, now you got a girlfriend! Wow! 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 Freaking <laughs> bragging up here, my <laughs> friends <laughs> on stage. <laughs> my Where I've been? No, but I'm um, in my giant car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in my mansion you want, here, right? You yeah. Know, that was it. My giant house. <laughs> my, giant <laughs> my really car. slow I car. shoes on, you know. Um, but, but no, I'll I'll say like, well, when I have Future Funk on, I'm like, this is when I want to go to a show or a club and hear. Right. I don't want to hear the Little John song from when I was in eighth grade. What? No. You know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, I don't know. It's just it fits it's perfect it is like it just makes perfect sense i've heard a lot of people equate uh vaporwave to an arts movement rather than a genre i agree and with this whole discussion i mean that kind of rings true i uh, i I mean i I think i might just have a different take on the whole entire thing like the whole concept that like you're hearing vaporwave in everything these days you go back to like the '90s, and you're hearing stuff from the '70s. You go right. back about that a lot. Right, right. Well, but and this, it happens every every you know decade. Every decade you hear from a little bit from the last decade, the decade before that, because yeah. you just try to rope people into and and use inspirations from their childhood. I, I don't but, think it's yeah. anything new. I think it's just uh, it's a lot more I prevalent think, and a lot more visible because of the internet. That's totally yeah, the I devil's like, advocate take. Because like, I kind of agree with him though, because like yeah. if you go to art, like actual, I don't know, not actual, but you know what I mean, like physical art movements, almost always the point of an art movement, because they're they're you know pretentious assholes and they set up their, <laughs> but they have them, you know, their whole purpose is to take whatever the you know the going form is and turn it on its head or, or, you know, destroy whatever came before it to make way for their thing. But I think like what John that's something about, we don't do in Vaporwave. Never will we music, touch and destroy. In, no, no. But I think in music, <laughs> in music, you hear the influence more readily than in, you know, a new, you know, 
Dadaism, for example, you, you wouldn't necessarily see its influences inherent in its design. But with music, I think, especially with Vaporwave, you, you hear that right out in the forefront. So I think it's a little bit different than an actual like painting and movement or something. I, 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 feel, I feel like the definition of Vaporwave, like for me, it, it, from the beginning, it, it was post-plunderphonics mm. in my mind. Certainly, it's changed over the years. Like, I, I could argue, I argued that for a while, and it wasn't until, like, you know, 2017, 2018, 2019, when, you know, amp the ambient wave came in and then kind of left, and it's kind of lingering now again, you know, with Dream Catalog, mm -hmm. that sort of stuff. Now you have that sort of Vape Wave 2 aesthetic with the singing and stuff like the that. The break beats, yeah. And, well, I, and that's coming and back in. But, but the thing is, I, I think it's, I think it's at, at this point, Vape Wave can be it, vaporwave is electronic music that is focused on nostalgia or electronic yeah, music is it, like, you know, i see i don't know i i think i have the hottest or not the hottest but the most like different take because i always thought i was like oh no, randy you can't take this away from me no i literally <laughs> just randy, like don't say it you said you say i've always been like vaporwave as a music genre and i think i th i think it's so obviously has a sound that when people are like yeah this is vaporwave i'm just like no it's fucking not that's just regular right. music or ambient or that's exactly. just noise what makes this vapor noise or vapor ambrian brambrian uh, <laughs> amber lamps <laughs> like you listen like like not to bring this up but i'm gonna say it Home resonance. Oh. <laughs> I was thinking exactly. <laughs> not to say it. But you said ba uh, a music genre based on nostalgia. Because, like you have like Outrun and synthwave, which is 100 percent that. And this is actually this is my other like topic I wanted to bring up. It's my personal belief is that it's okay to. Ugh, I don't want to be trapped in the. It's okay to separate genres, but it's also amazing when they cross over. So like I think the weird, what what I see what I see I see what I see is that a lot of people will hear a song that has influences from different spots that it's sampled but it has original stuff it has singing and then or and then they'll make an album that's all original and it's just all synthwave and stuff and then people will be like well it's vaporwave it's like well is it like it's okay that they used to be but it's also okay that they're not it's also okay that they're both like and it's okay to tag it on Bandcamp as Vaporwave to get more sales, too. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, uh, I, 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 I think I think example Vaporwave ethics. Of, of that tagging thing. Fucking Blank Banshee, it, in uh, 2012, in 20, it was 2012, right? 2013 when that came out. Um, would you have considered that a Vaporwave back then? Unless it was under, it was under, it was under, I found it under instrumental hip-hop. I found it under tags it had. That's what I. That's why I think so much of it as an umbrella. Like mm -hmm. I, it and and certainly we all could have. You know, you could define Mallsoft. You could define Weather Channel specifically. You could define Faber Trap. You could define Ambient. You could define Lo-Fi. You could define all those different styles. But for some reason, they all go under that nice umbrella, and I think that comes from the cultural and temporal influence that yeah. that is going on that uh, for lack of a better word that aesthetic and that idea of like this is going to turn something on its head well, let me just check off we've mentioned home residence we've mentioned aesthetic 
Anyone want to talk about floral shop? Speaking of floral shop, okay, you put you put you put fucking far side virtual and floral shop in the same thing. Sonically, they are. Wait, hold on. Now we're talking about Sonic. Shut the fuck up, Randy. I know this is your podcast, but I've also made this joke a ton. Sonically, they can be like more different in their in their execution. What is this? I think Farsight Virtual Floor Shop. Yeah, that's the thing. Conceptually, but uh, sonically, maybe. But what about like? Uh, Okay, I think that with any this this goes for any piece of art. What everything relies and kind of revolves around the framing and context that you give it, Mm -hmm. right? And Vaporwave as a whole, I feel like where it's really unified, regardless of how it is sonically, is that framing. Hold on, we're talking about Sonic? I love recontextualizing Sonic. Because when I think of pure Vaporwave, mm, I'm the purest of, like, classic style. Luxury yeah. Elite. Luxury yeah. Elite. Right. elite um, computer Dreams. Maybe... Early Macintosh plus like Fuji grids, that kind of stuff. I'm thinking of that specifically. Right. Sure. But like when when you talk about somebody like Blank Banshee, that very clearly has a hip hop influence. Right. And then to me, like I think of Blank Banshee and I still relate it to to Vaporwave somehow, I, even though I, it sounds like, like last so different. I was we were. I had. To, I had a long drive last night, and I put on like a 2010 Gucci Man album, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, this has so many memories for me." I've listened to this album a hundred times, and like, it's the same beats. Like, it's it sounds the same, but the context is so different. Right. 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 Like, it sounds, and and that's what I was kind of alluding to before when I said like everything I hear if I turn on the radio now sounds like vaporwave. It kind of sounds like Blank Banshee. You know what I mean? Like, things have that, like, airy trap beats, that that common thing, which was actually first explored in Witch House before... Oh, hold on. We, okay, I check did, it out. I Witch did, House. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna let... Like, C-Punk, and then we're good. Yeah. You know what, you know what Vaporwave <laughs> is? In Randy's case, Vaporwave is a, being allowed to say whatever you want. No. No. No, it's not. <laughs> what does that mean? Vaporwave <laughs> punk rock. So, okay. So, I... I think it's That's weird. Like, it's I weird. 3D, 3D cast is vaporwave. I think it's weird that I've adopted this because I was very much. I, I've I've even seen some old tweets that I've tweeted about. I was very much like, oh, it can be anything. But as I've come into it, I've realized that like anything, this. And then you heard something. Oh, not that. Not that. Nothing. Yeah. No. Sometimes it's not what I mad. meant. Sometimes <laughs> it makes me mad. I'm like, that's not vaporwave. Like that's not under the umbrella at all. It's. But it, it can be like it, like uh, Icy was saying. It's like, what are you? Gonna, how are you gonna tag it? You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like I used to be like a hard like. If it's a vaporwave, it has to be sampled. But uh, that's that's what, like I recently have been swayed so much. That's what I'm. Um, okay, hard, what, it, I, what I'm wondering is <laughs> there when we when everyone first started, I think it was pretty clear why everything was vaporwave. Where it was like this this. You know, you know, like the whole like distant nostalgia corporate cool right. weather channel. It's very different than synthwave, than retrowave. That's just like the 
Like, yeah, that's one thing I don't even include in it. It, it very much sounds different to me. Yeah. So, and then, but what what has happened is that retro aesthetics have just become vaporwave, and I, I, I personally don't agree where i'm like there was always yeah. a special a special that's part of it that's why it was called vaporwave and not retrowave or synthwave like i can't i can't stand to look at like a sunset grid wallpaper anymore and that's when the people yeah. are like vaporwave you see that a lot yeah. where you look up vaporwave and it's all blade runner and you know yeah. and it's and like vhs thing saying yeah like, you know, yeah it's a great grids of mountains in a well yeah, Hong yeah. Kong is nice. that is vaporwave but <laughs> Hong Kong at night is vaporwave, but the sunset on Hong Kong that that would be vaporwave too, wouldn't it? So as well, vaporwave as well, not vaporwave. <laughs> someone crying. Is the context that you're inside of that, you know, 1996 VR machine or 1992 VR machine, or is the context that you remember the 1990? Yeah, I think that's a very, that's very, and that's why yeah. when people are like, uh, very well put. That's so, a, that's in fact the most incredible way to put it. So I think yeah, like in my mind when I think like so a good example for like aesthetic reason would be like a neon glowing sunset like super virtual reality style over Hong Kong or a super gritty grainy film picture of an actual sunset on yeah. Hong Kong. Uh, yes. Okay, like the, I, the I, I I dis- well, I disagree. That's why Bruno Mars. Really? Let's hear it. Uh, okay, I made a fucking YouTube poop out. <laughs> was YouTube poop around in the nineties? Yeah, but that's, that's nostalgia. That's that's you know what? You know what? You know what? Second, but but, the, but, the, but 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 what a lot of people see is the concept, like that it has to be in this sort of, you know, a, a guise of being like, like. Uh, no, like how, how how old does something have to be before it can be vaporwave? Well, that's, that's something I'm even I, asking. I even think though, but. Well, I, I now also... we're getting derivative from people who were influenced by vaporwave to begin with. Oh God! What what what, what is what does this episode turn into? It's vaporwave <laughs> too, buddy. Called, what is vaporwave? This I was vaporwave in vaporwave like, hegemony. I'm just thinking like <laughs> I was. I, I, I don't know what that means. Whatever. <laughs> I I made an album. About, I made an album about rollerblading and a, being in a goblin forest. And that's Vaporwave. Those are two separate albums. It's not about a rollerblading <laughs> goblin. No, but that's my next one. <laughs> Scott, you no, were going to say something? I just make albums about being fucking sad. Yeah, now you're sad all the time. I don't like that. <laughs> I think what that was, was like last decade, like seven, eight years ago, um, those people who grew up seeing YouTube poops, G.I. Joe videos, if you remember. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah right? Tim and Eric, that kind of stuff, that whole idea influenced us. And then we took all of our stuff from our past and made it. But now what's starting to happen is you have people that were our age, like whenever, whatever age you all were at and I was at, when we started addressing the nostalgia principle, you know, that's what we were pulling from. But now people's mis- nostalgia is vaporwave. Yeah, they that's, that's been, strange, yeah. They might have been 10 years old and their 14-year-old brother said, check out this vaporwave music and then they <laughs> listening to that. Yeah, see, when I when I was 9 or 10 years old, the internet first came out. 
You know what I mean? This is totally true. I went to a home show with my parents and we didn't have internet. It was dial up 14, four internet. It just came out. It was like all the rage. I was like nine, eight or nine or 10. Anyway, we got the floppy disks. We went home. We installed the internet. Okay. And we, connected, <laughs> we connected to the internet. And, and from then, I, that's what I remember. I actually have the floppy disk on my wall right now. Beautiful. That I got at that trade show. And that's what Vaporwave to me is. You know what I mean? That's, that's nostalgia so to me. I, I want to say everyone's right where they're saying like there is like a, it used to be about this and now it's like about it like. It's yeah. The horizons have widened. So, but I still think that it's you're taking what it was and making stuff like I said. It, you didn't grow up in the '80s, but I grew up with GI Joe. So, a vaporwave album using a GI Joe aesthetic is the similar. It's the concept of vaporwave, yeah. and that's why it would be st- like still vaporwave. But I feel like there is a totally different, like the. So, here I'm gonna say it. Sonically, those earlier, yeah. those earlier oh, things. Now we're on Sonic. <laughs> I had a, a sound. Reedy had to bring up it, Sonic. If it's sampled, then we all know what that sounded like. If it's not, then it was using like those cheesy MIDI corporate cool stuff. Like even like Banshee does that, where like they're not using yeah. like EDM trap. It's very much this cheat. It's and cheesy it. and stupid almost. And, and just like uh, Scott was saying earlier, I agree with that, Randy, because like I said earlier, we said it's under like the umbrella and it's how you kind of frame it. But there's artists in the Vaporwave community right now. They're like, hey, I'm Vaporwave. I'm in the scene. It's like, you're no, you're not. Like, you're not Vaporwave. No, like, you're not. I, no, 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 but when I listen to it myself, I'm like, that's not Vaporwave. That's something that was big about Atlantis. <clears throat> like, if you really look at it, it's probably like 50% Vaporwave. The rest it's is the rest known? is one album that's got field recordings. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> another conversation that we might get into, but like, you know, I have like, I have straight up bands on that label. I have, you know, oh. I have different types of music that aren't vaporwave, but they all fit that same. Well, good point. Sense because as a label and being isolated and only recognizing certain tropes and all of these things like they all fit together like i'll admit there's a few albums in atlantis that that don't fit you know but because of maybe the relationship i had with that person or the history i had with that person or their intent of that album yeah but did you try and package it as vaporwave freaking lied to us <laughs> let, me, let me let me put in some here. If we just nah. dwell on the fact that vaporwave is one thing, <laughs> or you know, stay on vaporwave should be this exactly. The genre will never grow. Well, it, it, right, that's right, and it is growing. So that's why over time the genre has changed. I, you asked me last year if I thought home resonance was vaporwave or not. I would have said nah, that's synthwave. I still kind of think it is, but if you listen to like the tone and the way that it's presented with that warmth. But it's, that's it's not, really. not to me. That isn't part. It's a crossover. That, but I, like I said, I think, I think some I think things borrow it, and they both. It's like rock and country. Both use guitars, but they're not the same genre. Well, yeah, checkmate. Check okay, okay. 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 You ever heard of, see heard of Randy pushing rock? his glasses up? After. <laughs> <laughs> they're not Have the you ever same heard of, genre. Have you ever heard of Leonard Skinnerd? Well, that's okay, country look, that's rock. Pro- okay, that's crossover. That's a perfect. That's example a crossover. I'm just saying. They take one. Okay, so let's think about that that way. Like, look at metal. Everybody, put your guns away. 
Look how many fucking <laughs> Cox's biggest you know, you know what's weird? You want to talk about crossover? Nine Inch Nails won a Grammy because Lil Nas X used his sample in Old Town Road. Mm-hmm. Like, anyway, uh, that's what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna do a moonwalk. <laughs> <laughs> See, here's moonwalk what I think about his, uh, sample like, that he used there. I think back to um, in like 2012 when genres were just like fake making themselves in Facebook groups. <laughs> called Punk, right? Oh yeah, Randy used to do a segment, is this an actual vapor? Yeah, that was a good that was a good there segment. Was a, there was a <laughs> called Slime Punk and oh, one God, of the primary punk. artists of that was this guy called Sludgehammer. And one of my favorite songs of his uses a Mersbow black metal track and then has trap beats on top of it. Mm. And that was like, that was nine years ago, eight years ago. And like, even back then, everyone was like, well, fuck it. You know what I mean? I don't know if I'm allowed to swear on this, but like, oh, you can swear. Yeah. I was just like, fuck it. I'm going to, I'm going to mix everything I want to mix. I'm going to make this, uh, you know what I mean? Like, this is basically like, it's black metal. So it's basically ambient and I'm just going to put a beat over it. And I'm gonna get some rapper, and he, eventually he had some like random ass rapper from God knows where, you know, come and rap over it. And it's one of the hardest songs you've ever heard, but it only existed like on the internet, and it was in like the context of like this Facebook group, and it had this type of art, and it fit. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. we're all there. Well, this is yeah, the at thing. The end of the day, it's all about it's all about the vaporwave fan, the people that like vaporwave. That's the it's thing. Like, it's like the best fan base in the world, and we're all you know what I mean. That's how we all came together, and that's what it's all about. It doesn't matter what you do, as long as you you don't want to lose that fan base. You know what I mean? Uh, this discussion <laughs> makes me nervous. Like, oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Calm down. Like what people are going to consider vaporwave and what aren't. I mean, at the end of the day, I think people who who like what I make because. I'm releasing really, I'm an album, uh, I think, like five days from today. That's right. It's, it's, Go it's, get it's it. Still, it's no still clothes. got like a 50-50 balance between my my Vaporwave and New Jack Swing influences and with some vocals that are more emo. Okay. But it's, something it's got I'm eight hot tracks on it. Pick it up. Uh, yeah, pick it up. It's a good buy. Um, but um, but <laughs> something I'm working on and I'm aiming to do towards the future, I'm, I'm turning the emo up more than the Vaporwave and it makes nice. me nervous. Like, oh, when I release that... Well, people would be like, oh, this isn't Vaporwave, and they distance themselves. No, well, here's the thing. But it doesn't... You know why? Where people will... love Dan Mason. Where will people be at? Here's the thing. It doesn't matter. Because you're already... You've already, like, built your house oh. in the Vaporwave nothing, scene. Nothing matters. Nothing matters. Nothing matters. But, like... But is emo not something that is going to be relevant in a nostalgic realm pretty soon if not already yeah i think well, it's moving towards that well, to be fair i grew up with i grew up with like taking back sunday and right. sense right. of fail so, and stuff like smash that. mouth that's my nostalgic background so yeah I <laughs> my favorite right. emo band i remember smash like being I, I had like i've always been like really eclectic in the music that i like but i had a pretty solid like metal phase in high school amongst everything else and some of the, my favorite artists we're messing with hair metal and i grew up my mom was into that kind of stuff and like that's what i had heard so to hear people from my generation you know making their mark on that sound it made it that much cooler so when are gonna people gonna start realizing like 
oh, like, Taking Back Sunday, like, informed our, like, high school experience and stuff like that. I remember my mom listening to Taking Back Sunday. Like, people's moms and dads are listening to Taking Back Sunday and... I, ha- I have a Saves the Day CD in the car. Exactly. Oh, Saves the Day is great. Yeah. <laughs> How many people's dads are going to be like, hey, four-year-old son, check out Saves the Day. And that's I go Dan Mason instead, yeah. Exactly. And then eventually we're gonna get to that place like when when I have kids in the car eventually one day, I'm gonna be like, check out Dan Mason, check out yeah. 3D Black. One time I'll be in the car with my son, I'll be like, hey son, check out mom's album. Oh yeah. Well, my daughter, be in the my car daughter with... loves Dan Mason. Yeah, I'll you be wanna in the hear car when your dad me. was Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's gonna I'm be- already doing that, and it's like I she listens to you know the combo was it combo champ? And- Talking about your daughter? Yeah, like she, we listen to Vapor which Wave track does she like the best? There is I a right answer. The 3D blast. Oh, okay, well, okay, thank God she can. Well, you is, don't have to get rid of her. Does she make when she's 21 years old? Yeah, she's already got a song. The, the Halloween song. There, well, there's another a new one. Oh, yeah. so there's two then. There's enough for yeah, a floppy then. Well, there's enough for a flop. <laughs> <laughs> When's she releasing on Business Casual? <laughs> that'd be uh, that'd be really cool. <laughs> I can get her, I, I got a hookup at 100. percent I can uh, imagine that. <laughs> yeah, the first nine-year-old artist. I have a hookup at hey, George. You want a, you want a nine-year-old on your label? <laughs> <laughs> you know when when I started. Can you pay with candy? <laughs> Before I started Olympus, um, Hishlegier spelled H E H L E G E R. He has a few albums on Atlantis. Now he's like a, he like records videos for like music videos for like rap artists in Africa and stuff like that. But he was from South Africa and we met on last FM. He became one of my good friends. But when we first met, he was like 13 years old. Jeez. Yeah. And he was making the wildest shit I had ever heard in my life at the time. Like if you hear early Hishlagir albums it's obnoxious like it's so <laughs> it's so far out and like he would talk to me and be like yeah you know I made this when I was on acid and stuff like that you know what I mean like I'm like dude you're like, I don't think you I know, know what you mean yeah I, yeah, I was like <laughs> I know what you mean I get this but like that those relationships are what eventually evolved into me creating that label like I've probably released three or four of his albums later albums when he was getting older but yeah like, he was 15 what an old man <laughs> well it's true and now you see to me like you see kids with like uh you know four thousand dollars worth of gear and stuff like that just ripping out like crazy tracks oh and, yeah. like playing you know what i mean like it's just insane tape players and you know like it was it was really low I end i had four thousand dollars worth of gear. i wish i had a kid Four thousand. <laughs> well, I do want to get. I at least wanted to get this um, part in before because we're we're around an hour almost. Yeah, we um, move on. I do want to because Scott's here again. I do want to just. I know we kind of went over it, but like, yeah, three hours left. Man. <laughs> yeah, to meet to meet the Scott quote, we have three hours left. But what have how have you noticed like like you said you haven't really been around for like three years you said two or three or whatever but like yeah. what what have yeah. you seen what has changed what do you like dislike what do you notice who do you hate yeah, what's your view from the yeah side let's line? start beef no i'm just <laughs> what yeah what, <laughs> well, do you, what, what have you been thinking what have you noticed 
what I have noticed more than anything is its infiltration into regular popular culture. Right. In fashion, in pop music, in in memes. Like yeah, in so true. Like everything. And I'll think a lot about how this is just internet culture, period. Like internet culture is taking over. And we happen to be the genre of music that informed the beginning of internet culture. And so like I'm seeing it mostly in popular music and fashion. And I know fashion like is commonly left out of the conversation. I I definitely disagree totally too. Fashion. Yeah. I, I, well, I, so, I it's in fashion. Also, I can hear John like just yeah, going. I want to hop on I, John's I, point after he makes. Well, 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 the thing with this is just like I should have said that. But, but besides, you know, like a Vapor Ninety Five, which I, I I don't know if I would consider that fashion as far oh, as you know, like high 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 fashion or anything like that. But it's just like I. I, I, maybe I'm just blind to it. Fashion. Maybe I'm, a, I'm oblivious to it. I, I don't, I don't see that at all. I, I, I as far as internet culture, vaporwave is the only real internet genre that has survived any longer than maybe a year or two. Right. So I, so I, but what I'm seeing, like, like I said, I moved this year to basically a mile away from a college campus, and everyone looks like they are in some era between 1994 and 
within that realm, and they don't follow it at all. It's just. But I also think it's not necessarily it's not necessarily '90s copy though. It's got like this weird vapor spit on it. Exactly. I, I don't think that it's like everyone's walking through town. Oh, I'm influenced by vaporwave. But 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 you know but, I mean? but, but like I think I, that I like, the general like the big thing that's happening, and we happen to be so honed in on it because we are creating within that paradigm. Yeah, I think you're yeah. seeing that something that because you're steeped in it, you see it, but I don't think other people see it that way. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. There's eight of us. I'm sorry, John. You look at culture in general. Like We're rehashing everything these days. Uh-huh. Music genres, uh, movies, TV shows are getting like reruns and... Shows that from the eighties, like that are just coming back out of the blue, you know, after not being around for like two decades. I there's there's and that's influencing them. And and that's I think that's totally broke. Everyone's like real into friends, right? (laughs) 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 think I think women and men dress on that. And that's you know, like I can make I can pull that off now. You know what I mean? But with our new spin, you know what I mean? I can I can do these little spins that add what it is now, but I can take that old style and like I can remember being in college and stuff like that and like thinking like wearing an outfit and being like this is really seventies looking or this is really eighties looking. You know what I mean? Because I've always been aware of that type of thing. I'm I'm just into that. Well, exactly. And, well, and but, I, but, yeah, but that but that that's cool. the, I, I don't think it has anything to do with vaporwave. Vaporwave it just happens to be. Uh, a, a a genre of its time, you know. You'll get paper rad from like the early two thousands, you know, doing that video art and stuff. It was it was all that sort of late seventies, mid eighties sort of uh, 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 aesthetic brought into the internet age with the bright colors and the just throw up of fucking like gifs and shit like that. It's. I agree. I agree, and I think what you're seeing is, like, when we started doing this, we were pulling from that imagery. And now, like, new people are coming in and, and, and doing their own spin on things. They're taking it from their historical past. And so you're seeing more late 90s, early 2000s stuff. Whereas we were pulling from mid 80s late 70s Ooh. if you're old enough uh early 90s here this is kind of an interesting kind of not, i wouldn't say off topic completely but back to what we were talking about like what influences what i have noticed this weird circle that the people who dress like i said like 90s or whatever like i have friends who went away for college come back and they're wearing their neon purple and green windbreakers and stuff Right. Those are also the people who come back a year later and go, "Oh, uh, have you heard of Saint Pepsi?" Like, they, because they're into it, st- like fashion-wise, all of a sudden the visuals attract, and then they find their way into vaporwave. Yeah, fashion definitely always leads into art and music. Like the style you dress will always like lead into it'll. It's a, it's like a signifier when you're at that party or you're at that place. That person who also mm. identifies with your fashion sense yeah. is going to come and talk to you. And then and I get to name drop and be like, yes, I know them. 
They yeah, follow I mean, me on Twitter. Of course they do. Yes, he had it. Just start stripping and burning their clothes. <laughs> same oh, way okay. as like when I was in college. You know what I mean? Like you could tell who was into metalcore or post-hardcore or just MySpace music, as I like to call it. Like that pop phase of that yeah. era. You could tell who looked that way by their hairstyle, by how they were dressed, and you would gravitate to those people, and you'd start talking about the bands you like. Basically, 3D, this episode of 3D Cast is promoting judging people based on their looks. <laughs> and I just want to get that out of the way as clear as fashion tribalism. <laughs> but I think there's a difference between metalcore fashion and music connection and what you were saying, because I think unlike, you know, metalcore music and people dressing that way that's to identify that they are into that music i think in the same way that vaporwave gathers influence from the 90s i think that's correlates with the way that fashion draws from the 90s i don't think fashion is drawing from vaporwave i think they're using the same process to I, gather yeah. stuff from yeah the 90s. well remember when, M- MTV did, remember when mtv did those vaporwave bumpers mm-hmm. remember that i think that goes back to you know when cyrus it, you know well, that uh, that was also ahead. around the same time as as like the sort of uh, uh, uh punk that was going out on Tumblr, and that was probably that's when right. they were more so the moment from, the um, moment that John's talking about. The moment is when Rihanna was on SNL. Are we talking about the C-punk now? We got okay. C-punk boys. C-punk, cross that it off. That was the moment that it it they were like somebody in that circle somewhere along the line was like, hey, this is what all the cool twenty somethings are talking about on the internet put this behind you and I, I, in front of all of America. I think it's unfortunate. Like, I think C-Punk was the last, like, real internet thing. Because I don't think, I don't think Vaporwave has, has, has become the zeitgeist outside of the internet. Because it's, it's, it's only now, just in the past year or two, starting to get the foothold that, you know, the, the sort of broad appeal. Yeah, I could agree. Because yeah. I think at least in America, at least. And you know, to go completely full circle, I think that broad appeal comes from the genre opening up. I would agree. Oh. Just... <laughs> no, no, no. I would agree with that. Like I like I said earlier. Become... Exactly, exactly, Wait, like what you said earlier. Why is Dan like Mason giving a sigh like he said something we're not listening to? Like I said earlier, people listen <sighs> to music doing this and they're like, oh, I didn't know Vaporwave could sound like that. And then they get into the other stuff. And I'm here to say it can't. It's not Vaporwave. <laughs> but but, but, but that, that's the thing. Unfortunately, a lot of these people just don't get the other stuff because it's not it's not the same. The Vaporwave you're doing, it's not quite, it's not quite the same, you know. Yeah, that it's bad. We're doing, like, <laughs> well, no. Okay. No. <laughs> uh, what the? I, hell? I, 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 I think Vaporwave has, has just has like just gotten to the point where it's just a lot of people are calling whatever they want Vaporwave, and you know that's that's okay. Uh, you can do what you want, and that's fine. Um, we'll think about it. Thinking about punk, I was talking to Dot Punk, like like your typical like you know cop drama on CBS is gonna stereotype what what punk is like it's that pervasive at this point but you look back into the 70s or the 80s depending on the region even at that point and what that meant and what this like what that signified for the culture for the politics for the music in that area but now you get to a point where if 
the seven of us started a band tomorrow and we had a fast beat and a guy that was singing kind of fast, we'd be a punk band. Yes, let's do it. Yeah, it's good. But like, but that's so different from the initial intent of those. I hate to say it, but the drug addicts in New York city and the (laughs) oppressed working class people in London in 1976. It's all about context. It's all about context. Um, I was going to say this. I was talking to Dot about specifically. I think we were both thinking of like uh, Dan Mason, your music, and we were likening it more to like new wave and new, like the new romantic sort of movement movement where it was uh, emotionally charged lyricism, but with that electronic instrumentation. So, like you would ask, you were saying you were worried that um, people might not think of your music as vaporwave, and like I would. Probably, I mean, I don't know. I would, I might agree at some points, but that doesn't really matter. It doesn't mean the rest of the entire scene won't. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, and also it's like it it doesn't matter because you you have vaporwave albums. This doesn't have to be a vaporwave album for you to. I think a lot of it has to do with the technology available. Like the reason vaporwave happened is because suddenly on my laptop. I could take a recording of me walking through the woods and a recording of a Pink Floyd song and make it into whatever I wanted it to. And I could plug a few cables into a few, you know, effects pedals and an amp and record it. You know, I could, I could, I could do all this wild stuff with it and make it something that it wasn't before. And that's what it really is at, at its purest sense what vaporwave is is the ability to take what you have on hand and turn it into something that elicits the message that you're trying to send whether that's, that's just punk music depressed and lonely <laughs> or hype and ready to I go want... like all you need is audacity so all this is interesting that's how i started for sure <laughs> and i think it's kind of funny was made on audacity it's kind of funny that i'm even vocalizing any sort of opinion so so like, you know, it's this kind of purist kind of opinion, but like, Scott, you were there, you were there, literally kind of at the beginning. Correct me if I'm wrong, more or less. Very, yes. Very early. What was the conversation like back then? What were people even talking about? Like saying like, what is and isn't like when St. When Pepsi released versus a Macintosh Plus versus an HKE versus a whatever. So it was more complicated. It, it wasn't more complicated. It was less complicated back then. But the big thing coming from the people that definitely originated like the vaporwave sound, um, myself, Macintosh plus luxury elite, all of those people, we were all in a Facebook group. Xerox. Yes. That (laughs) group. Yeah. That group was made. It was the, the thing we would say is it's a Ferraro worship group. Wow. We were all into James Ferraro, which also meant that we were all into Old English Spelling Bee. We were all into Not Not Fun. So we were all into James Ferraro, Monopoly Child Star Searchers, DuckTales, Son of Ra, Pocahontas. We were into hypnagogic pop music. And we started just making 
music that was inspired by that. And another influence that doesn't come up a lot, but I think it's so apparent even to this day, is we were all into Tim and Eric. <laughs> Interesting. Like, think about it. And it and 100%, that's, yeah. That it's, it's YouTube poop on TV plus this weird, dark undertone. Like, where everything's actually, like, secretly evil and dystopian, dark, yeah. Scary and, you know, everything's going to fall apart. And we would just be into that kind of thing. And then people started to recognize what was going on around in the area. It was, you know, the beginning of the decade. Society itself was changing. And... When was Tim and Eric on? I mean, when it originally uh, was on, was 2007 through 2010. Oh, okay, I'm thinking of Tom Goes the Mayor. That was around 2000. Yeah, that was a bit earlier. Okay. I can say that I was also very influenced by 12 hours. <laughs> Hell yeah, exactly. And that is the darkest, quietest, weirdest show you're ever going to watch. It's kind of funny, though, because overall, then, wouldn't you say, like, the Adult Swim vibe? Yeah. Huge. Like, the indie and obscure. Mm-hmm. Huge. And and back then, the internet wasn't like it was now. Right. The best you could get on YouTube was Latarian Milton and G.I. Joe videos. You know what I mean? Like, you could get these weird, like, newscasts. Yeah. Yeah, give, give them the stick. Don't give them the stick. Classic. <laughs> and and, you, and, and I, I will say, like, I wasn't in... Um, like, I was in local message boards and stuff at the time for, like, our music scene and stuff like that. Because I come from a place where we had a strong local music scene. We had shows every weekend. Like, that's that's what I come from is bad music. But it, I wasn't, like, on, like, the earliest years of 4chan or anything like that. Like, I wasn't involved in any of that. But whatever filtered out of, you know, the, that deep chat room culture... It definitely influenced us. And, like, I can say that, you know, my start into all of this, you know, I, I, I went from a place of being into punk music to being into metal and to being into, and then that slowly got me into different, more progressive and more um, experimental styles of music. But eventually, somewhere along the line, I discovered that blogs were a thing. And these blogs would post this music by people that I've never heard of. And you could just download the music right off the blog. And that's how I discovered people like James Ferraro and Sun Ra and DuckTales and, and Pocahontas. Is that around like 2008, 2009, 10? Something? Yeah. And yeah. that stuff like bubbles. And, you know, we were all getting older and we started experimenting around in life and things got a little weirder. And, <laughs> you know, suddenly we wanted something that was going to scratch that inch a little more. And it just delves you down that rabbit hole. And then you're like, oh, shit, like James Farrell has 45 albums out. Like my favorite band has three. Right. <laughs> so I'm going to listen to all of his like, you know, 45 minute LSD transitions or uh, transmissions and and figure out what happens after that and after a while we all found each other and that was that and then at the same time like the first 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 group was sewer grades and that was started by this dude who developed an infamous reputation over time but 
he was somebody who I like. Last FM was a big thing. This is so funny. Be like you said, like it sounds like vaporwave now. Somebody started a big movement, and he has an infamous reputation now. <laughs> I haven't heard from him in probably eight years. Holy shit! But, yeah, like like I don't know, but we all found each other on Last FM because the thing to do back then blogs were big, right? So you would have media fire links on blogs, and that's how. Oh you my god, I, I'm having such a fucking flashback. Yeah, right. So like you, you download the media fire link from from a blog, and that was that. Well, the real people, like like the underground people who had no representation or no collect, connection anywhere, would just post their media fire link on last FM pages of bands that were similar to them. And that's how I started finding the first people that I was interacting with. And we would just sit and, you know, private message each other and talk about what we were into and blah, blah, blah. And then somewhere around like 2011, 2010, um, this guy, his name was Michael. He started a Facebook group called Sewer Grades. And he was like, I'm inviting all of us onto it because I found all of us on Facebook <laughs> and, and suddenly we were in this group and then that group. And then from that, the people that were into the different styles, be it witch house or, you know, vaporwave didn't exist yet, but like you had this idea of sample based music. You had this idea of witch house. You had this idea of chill wave. You had this idea of, I don't even know what to call this. And they started making, groups outside of that and then from there they just kept building and building and then people started collaborating and then people started labels and people it just grew and like none of those like those groups eventually by the time we hit like 2015 they were nothing but spam groups and it was just like my new album you know what i mean oh it's so community going on anymore but like a conversation like we're having right now like, we didn't have the technology to have a conversation like this back then. But we would be having it on, you know, Facebook in real time with comments and, and you know, talking. And that's where everything came from. And none of us talked about what we were influenced by. We all just recognized and knew what it was. And there's no other way you'd be there if not for the influences. Like yeah, you, you right. just infer. Like the only reason you know this is because it's 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 like making friends in real life. You know what I what? mean? Like, what's that? Real life? <laughs> I don't know. Another no, brag. Another brag. <laughs> I know. Like you all knew what was what was up, and you knew what you were into. And check out this that I made. You know what I mean? And you'd be like, "Holy shit! I've never heard anything like this." And, and, you know, you listen to it on your own end and that'd be that. And, and, you know, eventually it turned into labels and stuff like that. So it, that was probably the most interesting part of three cast history. That is like true yeah, cool. straight from the source. That's we've talked, we've talked about That's the like past, but labels. Yeah. So history. it wasn't on, it started online community and it, it still is online community. I think maybe that's what just vaporwave is. It's, it's just more of the online community now. Yeah. You know, than than the music or what type of music it is. Like if Dan Mason makes an emo album, it's still going to have the fan base. You know what I mean? 
It's yes. still going to have the community behind it. Because you're going to know where he's coming from. That's right. <clears throat> you're going to get was, it. There was an idea I heard on, um, I think it's the Punk Rock MBA. There's this guy that, on YouTube that does this. And he brings up this idea of tribalism in music and what causes a genre to have, or a band to have a following is kind of like what you were talking about, Scott, where you're, you are you know you have similar interests, or but you, maybe you don't vocalize that, but it it's a way that a band or genre brings people together and then they form their identity based on that. Yes. I think in the earlier days of Vaporwave, that was a much, although harder to define idea, it definitely, there were less releases to do that with. So that tribalism started very, very strong early on. And what a lot of people, I think, that are more, I guess, more purist than it seems like a lot of us are in here is that they're part of that mentality, these earlier adopters or adapters, and they see the broadening of Vaporwave as a sort of, you know, dissolution. Well, like a gentrification almost. Yeah, I think they see that as like, oh, you're you're diluting, you know, whatever it is that caused my uh, definitely to, to be a big thing. I think that's a little bit because I... I think I definitely a little bit agree with some of that, though, which is unfortunate, I guess. But it's like the sounds that got me into Vaporwave, I don't necessarily hear anymore. And I'm, I'm, all, I'm like, ugh, more Synthwave, more of this. And that's not yeah, necessarily bad or... Like the classic style, right? Just, yeah, I wish, I, I wish there was a world where, like, it evolved differently, I guess, which is my only thing. But, yeah, I don't know. Make that world. It's not. Shut cool. up. <laughs> Your own world. Why don't you make is, it? Is, is 3D Blast Vaporwave? Is that the yeah. title of the episode? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. After this Blast whole conversation, gone sexual. Have a whole conversation about <laughs> genre and everything, and this the title is just 3D Blast new album? Question <laughs> mark. <laughs> I'd be into it because I can tell you, 3D Blast is is it's peak Vaporwave. Oh shit! Oh, there you go. There you go. The album you released with me, Randy. It's so good. That album is fucking ridiculous. Thank you. No, it was fucking Die Hero, you idiot. That's what you dropped Pioneer in there. No, Pioneer was DMT. Oh well, I'm still Pioneer repping in the back then. And then DMT like took everything in a whole new direction too. Like we wouldn't be where we are without him. Oh, of course. Sure. I, I was kind of sucks yeah, the desire. To blame. Too many releases. <laughs> Oil the water. That's the thing. Even <laughs> like dissolution and stuff like that. Like, sure, I can see it, but I treat it more like, give me more, give me more, give me more. Yeah. You know, like it, it was still just me, luxury different. elite, gear, internet club, Macintosh Plus. There's like six of us making albums. Okay, you know, that's cool. But it was so good, I can say, to see. Like, I got to a point, like, before I, like, I kind of phased out in, like, 2017 because life got very different. But I would literally, I had a weekly ritual where every Friday night I would get on Bandcamp, I would look up the tag Vaporwave, and I would probably download... 100 to 200 albums every single week. Wow. 
And I would, what, what I would do then is I'd put them on my phone and, you know, I'd work the whole process. And then when I was driving, cause I had long commutes, I would listen to everything on shuffle and I would, I would listen to everything on shuffle and like hear the vibe, like hear the spirit of what was happening right now. And like, one thing I will say about that, like era of my life was I missed the idea of listening to an album. And like hearing like the whole album, the whole vibe, because to me, like in my output, listening to the out- whole album is integral to understanding where it's coming from. Oh. Like you can't just listen to one song out of my album and, and pretend you understand what it's about. Like you might get a vibe from it, but that's not what that whole album was about. That was a moment in that album. And, and not everybody would write these in you know, these big narrative statements like I would, and I understood that. But that was the biggest, I think, I think that would be the, like the biggest change for me. Like the thing that was hardest was recognizing, like, I'm not hearing the full statement, but there's so much going on that I'm just taking a snapshot. It's like, it's like if you go to a big party or a big concert and you take a picture of the crowd and you take like an Instagram video of the band playing and act like, hey, this is what this show was like, as opposed to sitting next to somebody and having a 40 minute conversation with them. And that was the biggest thing I started to miss over the t- over time. And that came a lot with changes in, you know, lifestyle. And, you know, suddenly I wasn't just smoking a bunch of weed and sitting for 40 minutes staring listening to an album anymore you know what i mean so like that 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 moment escaped me and so like that's something i still miss to this day like nowadays like while i've been away when i see people i know put out an album i'll sit down and listen to the full album yeah, me too. <laughs> I get so discouraged of how many releases there are. Hundred percent, yeah. What you should do, but like I was on a on a trip there for like four years, where I would download, like I said, a hundred albums a week, and then just put them on shuffle and and get this like snapshot of where the culture was right now. Well, you know, you know what's you know what's crazy about I think the scene now is you could download a hundred vaporwave albums off Bandcamp a week and it won't even scratch the surface as to how much is out there. How how much video just put out. It's insane. It's just, it's very discouraging for me. I find, uh, lately, especially just how many people just, you know, it's, it's tagged vaporwave new. It's hard just to sit down and listen to whole albums. I find. And let me tell you right now, that is why it's important that genres are very clearly represented via, via the way they sound. <laughs> so when I want to look up a vaporwave album, I know what I'm getting isn't broken transmission noise. Then at the same time, shut up. No, I'm just kidding. Over, <laughs> I'm just over kidding. time, I started to figure out where I could find what I was really looking for. So, for instance. Business casual, boom. Be a label where every week, very true. I was on this little trip where I found every album that came out that week that I was interested in, and typically that would go off of album cover, artist name, things like that, name recognition, things like that. Like I wouldn't pick every single one because there's a lot of trash out there. There's a lot of <laughs> especially on business casual. Business casual DMT. Uh, labels like that 
I would specifically just like click, I would type in business casual and I would see what they put out, what you put out and download those albums. Because I knew if it was coming from this outlet, it was important. It was good. It was high quality. And so business casual was a very good early taste where I would just download everything Mm -hmm. you were putting out because I knew that it was going to be what I was looking for. So like, even if we came from, Hey, we like James Ferraro and Tim and Eric at, by the time we get to like 2017, I know that no matter what business casual puts out, I'm going to like that because he, like, I might not have that daily conversation with you, but I recognize that you're coming from a similar perspective and I understand why you put out what you put out and I want to hear what you're putting out. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I, um, I kind of wonder how much of like longing for that classic feel and this kind of era uh, can really be, uh, I don't know, solved by better ways of finding that sound because that sound's definitely out there. Um, I found. I spent, that. I spent a lot of time over the past couple months just listening to random albums from DMT. You know, just, just like, uh, like I have an algorithm that just downloads random tracks for me. And I'll set it up to download like eight hours of music and it totally fills that void for me. You know, yeah. like it's it's there. And I'm able, I've been able to find new artists recently just through that, like regardless of uh, name or, uh, or or album or anything like that, it, it, just, it just starts playing and it is kind of awesome <laughs> like I, I feel like fantastic there's not it i don't know how to, to describe it but like that way of like the, the way i feel like right now a lot of exploring the genre is is through social media and uh like personal recommendations yeah and a lot of that more classic stuff i feel doesn't seep into that you know no, because it typically yeah, it's, the, it's the community you surround yourself with, right? The... Yep. I also think a lot of the classic stuff gets put into the lazy category. That new right. that new thing. So that's the thing that troubles me is that I'm halfway between. I missed this. Really? The late you've never. Oh man, you've missed quite a no, thing. That's lazy. The late. Well, lazy. It's not like a genre. It's literally people will but, but want. But will res- it become a genre? Well, no, it already is. It's called vaporwave. Um, <laughs> no, but like people get hung up on how it was done than what it sounds like, which I go back and yeah, forth on. Because I think there's the a happy medium. The product. I think sometimes it's very clear that nothing went into it. Like it's that it's literally just something somebody put out to like to be like I want in, I want in. They didn't put any thought into it. They just saw the pictures and the people and went put slowed down this on here with this image and want and name themselves you know fart boy with you know hey, s- something in japanese don't knock it <laughs> think about it this way fart boy was a classic a few things that really stood out to me in this last year and you can tell where i'm coming from when i say this is um saint pepsi's mannequin challenge incredible and internet clubs um i can't even remember what it's called Internet Club put out an album this year. Yeah. After the Electronicon show. Um, 
those two albums, I'm telling you, like, I don't know from personal reference, but those Sound Canvas was the name of that Internet Club album. I know for, I don't know for a fact, I won't say for a fact, but like those albums were both made within two days. <laughs> you think so? You think Manica Challenge in two days? Yes, absolutely. There, I think there's a lot more to it for two days. And so much awareness of what's going on that he could whip that up in a weekend. I don't weekend. know if it's... I, 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 I can believe that. I don't think two days. I think I, I, Ryan... I, 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 less than a week. Five Maybe days I think as a as a as a leaking stuff from it. Yeah, like, more than as a month. professional musician where doesn't have to go back to work. Then yeah, maybe a, I'd say a week for mannequin challenge. I don't. I don't. Two days seems a little. Nah. I say mannequin challenge took no more than a week, and a week this of thought. Sample I mean, like sample say a, month, a week of thought, a week of prep, a week of making, a week of mastering. At best, I think some of those saying it's bad. I and love you know, it. Whole ham. I mean, yeah, you you can make a. I'm, I, hey, I've made albums in a day before. At, my, my my highest rated album. Amazing. I made two days. Like if a Dan Mason album comes out, I'm gonna listen to that shit immediately because I know your reputation, and so that Infamous. says a lot too. At that's at this point, <laughs> the fact that I got to listen to a new Saint Pepsi and a new Internet Club album. In this year, it's like, crazy. What they're gonna do, unless they completely shit the bed and give me trash, like I want to hear it. And yeah. I want to hear a new Tony Hawk Pro DJ. That's what I, I will say I, the story behind Mannequin Challenge that I've heard is uh, that George asked for tracks to be put on electronic the electronic on mixtape that was like about. All the artists had a single on a cassette that he gave out to free, gave out for free at the beginning. Um, and Saint Pepsi thought he wanted a new track, so he made I think the title track "Mannequin Challenge," and then he was he just said, "Well, fuck it, let's just keep going." Yeah, yeah. How many tracks are on? It's not a long album though. So it's like eleven tracks. Yeah, yeah. thirty minutes or something. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I will say that album is a one. 100% what I mean when I say, like, that is what I'm talking about. That's how you make mother in vapor. That is so up me. That is so hey, much what I want. Where so... there's, like, produ- there's like a bit of production, but then there's also a bit of destruction. There's, like, that huge, crusty track. Yeah, that, that song in particular influenced my new album 1,000%. Where it was just, like, destroy this. 100% electronica? Yeah, I keep saying that, and everyone keeps saying... Electronica? I just, 100% is just one of my yeah, taglines. Geniuses, lines. too. <laughs> 100% Electronica? So we're talking about Sonic? I will say, it's been a great fucking episode. Insane. I've loved every second of this. I will say, yeah. we should probably wrap up. We're, 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 yeah, we're not done? What? <laughs> let's go. Streaming? Let's do some freaking plugs. Let's just go down the list. Uh, let's start with... Uh, first of all, I want to thank, thank everybody for listening. Um, uh, thank you. Blah, blah, blah. Anyways, uh, Christ, <laughs> I don't know why I said that. I'm, I'm grateful for people. The reason I do this show is because people want it. Thank you. Christ, plug it. Business Casual. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm John. I run Business Casual. <laughs> you know, Businesscasual.biz. Got, got some new music coming out this year. It's going to be great. Uh, I'm also Christ. Uh, hit me up on Twitter. You know, at 3Cs, 3Ts, Christ. Uh, got new, some new music coming. Keep hey, I'm excited. 
Hell yeah. Sterling, anything working up? Or Carta? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to a Super Bowl party, I think, tonight. Cool. Uh, and you can get that invite <laughs> to DM you on Twitter. I, I just oh, found out yesterday who was, actually, who was actually playing. I don't really, I don't follow football at all. No, I'm not. I, 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 I have no idea either. Uh, it's all the right, 49ers Maggie. and the 50 Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. Oh, um, thank God so, it's not the Patriots. That's the, I fucking, no, I don't. They're I in don't. every fucking Super Bowl, and it's just, like, I don't even watch football. It's just, yeah, it's neither do I. Like, okay, First of all, you, you have to score the plug. big game. My plug is uh, Forever Nothing is dropping on February 7th. Uh, Dan Mason on 100% Electronica. All right. So pick it up. Icy. Hey, uh, Icy, uh, what do I have to plug? I guess I put out some music. Check it out at icic.bandcamp.com. There's a bunch of old tracks on there. And before, uh, before I plug anything, I will say my album is, I'm saying, executively produced by Icy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm calling is it. it? Oh. <laughs> I think so. Okay. I think it's I'll, safe I'll to say. That. Yeah. I'll nice. Good job, Icy. Keep a lookout for, uh, for Randy's new album. <laughs> I executively produced it. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Dan Mason. Uh, well, it was stolen for me, I guess, but uh, my plug is, uh, Ever Nothing. Oh, a repeat. Hey, that's in Carta's album. (laughs) (laughs) Forever Nothing comes out on 100% Electronica, February 7th. We have, uh, we have 12-inch vinyl. I do believe the vinyl is going to be pink. Ooh, stupid. No, (laughs) (laughs) money. (laughs) We also, I don't know if he's announced this yet. We might be doing, like, a... There, you can purchase if you purchase all the singles along with the album. I think you have a chance to get a uh, a test pressing. That's a lot of vinyl. Three of them available that we're gonna be giving out. Fun fact: I I already bought all three of them. Goddamn. Yeah, no, I think if you already bought all three, then you you probably still be entered into it. There's a vinyl. Well, we're thinking about doing something that maybe it might be a wrap down the line or something, but we're gonna do some test pressing giveaways for that. Oh yeah. Eight new tracks, two bonus tracks on that there vinyl. So pick it up February seventh on one hundred percent electronica. Solid. Scott, you got anything working on in the works? Yeah, I actually am uh, coming back into the fold this year. Um, big. The biggest news I have to share is Atlantis will come back this year. Holy hey. shit! With um, cool. we have just one right now, but it's one that's been cooking since twenty thirteen. Um, Lincoln, MJ Lincoln is putting out due on Atlantis recordings this year. I'm probably like, I'm really trying to look for a physical release for this vinyl or cassette because it's absolutely fantastic. He has an entire art book for it and he's been working on it for like six years. And so, and it's fantastic. So <laughs> I've been sitting on that since like the end of December. Um, I've been working through some personal stuff in life to get stabilized. And once we get there, we're going to put out that album. But that's like been the album that I've been sitting on for a while. So Lincoln Do is coming out this year. Um, after that, we'll see about like, completely opening Atlantis back up. Um, I'm personally currently working on three different albums right now. I have a classic style album I've been working on. I'm, I'm about six six tracks, six tracks deep on that. And um, also like a more plunderphonic style, like more like Free Gucci Man or Dang. Hot Wheels track style um, album that I've been writing and planning and 
putting together little different parts piece of it. So I've been working on that. But the big news is Lincoln Do is coming out this year and it's fantastic. Um, it has features from, let me just actually bring it up real quick so I can show you. Um, this shows you like some old, old school ass stuff that's coming out of this album. Um, that album will have features from Marcus Eads, AGT, Hishla Gear, Mega Master, and Politis. So old school. Uh, yeah, like really old school Living Room Visions era stuff. Um, that album's fantastic. It's um, it's very ambient, but also really dancey, and I'm so excited to finally release that. We. We've been talking about that for years. So um, that album's coming out. I'm working on some things on my own. And once I get settled into this new environment I live in, um, I want to jump back into it and start putting stuff out again. Hot, hot, hot. Nice, nice. Whiz. That was the official announcement, by the way, for that link. Well, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry that this is where you wasted it. If you want to uh, throw me a link to that and stuff, I'll put it in the description or whatever. Or any other info you want me to. Sick. Okay. Can I plug? Can I plug away? Okay. I'll keep it short because I know some of us have not gone to the bathroom in hours. (laughs) Um, I've just been carrying my computer to the bathroom with me. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) I I heard a little more reverb earlier. I knew <laughs> knew that was what was going on. Yeah, All that's right, what's going on. I'm gonna that I'm gonna keep it that. super wow. brief. Um, big news is uh, that uh, we did this. I don't know if it was last year, two years ago. My label Halcyon did. What's that? Uh, the, yeah, <laughs> uh, the up and vaporwave up and comers guide that Polyglot comes up with over on the subreddit. Try to ignore that it's from the subreddit. Yeah, but um, so that's gonna be like a multiple hour compilation of people that are just coming out with music this year that are coming into their own so that's exciting um i've listened he sent me the uh the track list yesterday i think uh and it's amazing so it's cool seeing that some people are still kind of like getting into it and weird that this is their first year but they're making that kind of classic style so that's that's cool that was a fantastic Um, tape last year yeah, so I'm I'm really excited. Uh, this year uh, it should be out in a I'm gonna say two months. Uh, as far as my music, Wizard of Loneliness stuff, uh, check out the I think it's out on. Well, I know it's out on Gulf Audio. They have the album Farewell, My Little Viking. That's like my <laughs> Pete album. It's a double LP. Uh, if you want to hear like vapor hop, uh, kind of slushy beats, uh, that's a good album to listen to. And in terms of new albums that I've got coming out, uh, there's a RPG kind of, I, I wrote a soundtrack for an RPG that doesn't exist. It's the album's called Early Build, and that's going to be coming out in the next, I don't know, month on Halcyon. Oh, and awesome. Oh, that's pretty much it. Jeez. Well, <laughs> I was going to say, yet. that's it. <laughs> that's it. I was going to say, and that's it. And you audibly groaned while I <laughs> And that's it. <laughs> More words. Thank you, Colin. Well, I'm 3D Blast. You know me. I have a new album in the works. It's huge. It's going to be so good. 
gonna be good. It's gonna be great. Um, you know me, it's streaming on Twitch TV slash 3D underscore blast. We got we're always producing music, playing some bullshit. Uh, you can hear a lot of voices from the vapor scene on there sometimes, like John, like Icy, like Dan, like Frank JFC. Yeah. Very fun. We're always having a blast. Anything else? Let's see. I want to thank everybody who got me and some other people here on the best of 2019 list. Thank you. Very fun. We're cool. Dan Mason was on there. And nobody else. Um, (laughs) No, those things don't count. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's it's whatever that guy. Oh, to be fair, the one of them was voted. That year, he puts on his... It only counts when you're on it, that's for sure. Yeah, 100%. It does count when you're on it. Uh, Oh, can we we say happy birthday to uh, Skylar Spence? This is Skylar Spence's birthday today? Today is his birthday. birthday. Happy birthday, Ryan. Well, it's been an amazing episode. It's been an amazing 2020 so far. It's going to be huge. Uh, it's going to be huge. You're going to love it. We're going to build a wall. Anyways. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Thank you for listening. And we hope to hear you in the next episode. Uh, Scradooge. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye, bitch. Bye. Bye. learning and no one is perfectly woke no one knows all of the answers everything is constantly updating around us in humanity and we need to update alongside it and so i call myself a feminist in progress because i consider myself never fully formed and i think that that helps me know that i always have more to do more to learn and i can always be and do better
would be and do better. We've done it. All right, guys. I got a piss and go. It's been good. Yeah, yeah I'll see you guys later. later. <laughs> yeah, I'll meet yeah, you at the piss and go later. The piss and go. It was nice talking to you, Scott. Adios, amigo. Now it's on digital, digital, uh, digital forever, 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 forever.